And I was kissing uh, two women and I had two guys giving me a blowjob, which was like, this was like my dream. That's like a bisexual man's dream. Yes. That's it, amazing. It was literally my dream. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Audio Desires, an erotic audio platform dedicated to giving you the best oral sex you can have. With hundreds of sexy stories in three different languages and a sleek, user-friendly design, Audio Desires is the right fit to get you in the mood. Enjoy 50% off an annual membership or 20% off a monthly membership when you use promo code MANHOR at audiodesires.com. You know you've made it in entertainment or are on your way out when you're helping dicks get and stay hard. Give your cock a natural performance boost with our sponsor, Joy Mode. No prescriptions, no drugs. It's just like a pre-workout, but for sex. Get 20% off your first order at usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Again, that's usejoymode, U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-N-E, and use promo code manwhore at checkout. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the fan whores, whoreheads, pot sluts. What's up, all you downloading dames and man whore mentees? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. This is me, your host, Billy Presida, heavily attempting to keep his voice volume at a reasonably low level as it is after midnight when I'm recording this. So this is me keeping calm as we have a very exciting episode for y'all. A return of the Naked Podcast, yes, and this time we're doing it with longtime fan whore Chuck. Current and former Patreon members are very familiar with our dear friend Chuck, and all of you are going to know him very well by the end of this episode. Very excited to share this conversation with y'all in a little bit. Little update on me uh, is is now been three weeks since the breakup. Uh, I am I am functioning. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not happy, but I am like a operational human being. I'm out in the world. I'm putting on the glitter. I'm doing the things. I'm not very excited to go dating and make new connections because while I know ladies so far in my dating career, and mind you, this is after dating and hooking up with hundreds of people. This is the strongest emotional connection I've ever experienced. Arguably some of the best sex, if not the best sex of my life. So I feel like I've tapped out on the good, good heroin. And now it's like, Well, I could go get some heroin. I could go get some pretty good heroin, but it's not that white dragon heroin I had for 11 months. Or maybe that's just how I feel three weeks out. Maybe I'll feel differently soon. 
I don't know. Giving it a try. Um, you know, I, I hey, if you have a breakup story, I think I'd really love to hear it. You know, my birthday's coming up, and no matter what I do or emails I send, I cannot get you fuckers to share the podcast on your social media. So you can make it up to me by sending me a good breakup story. You can send that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. But wow, do we have a great guest today. Oh my gosh, not only was he great guest, but these were some extraordinary circumstances under which this podcast is happening. Chuck is a longtime fan or big time supporter of the podcast. He's been on our Patreon pretty much since the beginning. He's been listening to the show for years. He's attended almost all of the man whore cons. He, he's just dope dude, fun guy, very interactive. We love him in the champagne room. We love him in the peep show. And he is an angel who took me up on <laughs> a Patreon reward that only two people have ever taken me up on. You get to be an executive producer on the show. That means you can come be on the podcast. You can dictate what a podcast episode is going to be. Uh, back in episode 404, Gretchen was actually the first one to do it. She executive produced the uh, Very Erotica episode, threw down some coins, said, like, Billy, it has been 400-ish episodes. I want to hear some erotica on your pod. And so I made sure to give her all the erotica in the world. And, and, and Chuck was like, I want to be on the show, and I want us to be naked. And, you know, I'm a big old whore, so I was like, yeah, sure, sounds great, man. <laughs> if if y'all remember, I used to do these naked podcast episodes in the early years of this show. I would recruit, like, various strangers, and we would strip down and, and open up and be vulnerable about sex, dating, and love, but naked. And it, it would cause a very interesting tension because we're both nude with a new person and opening up to each other on a podcast, Sometimes some sexual tension would develop, as I've shared. Sometimes some things happen. Sometimes a dick would get hard in the process, and someone was uh, down to clown a bit, you know. So uh, the, the naked episodes were really fun when we did them, but you know, I kind of I haven't done them in a long time. And Chuck was like, "Dude, I love the naked shows. I want to do a naked show." So we did a goddamn naked show. The only thing that's uh, the, the thing about it is, is like, I've seen Chuck naked a ton of times. Um, I've seen his nudes in the peep show for years. I have been naked with him at, at various man con events. So like, there isn't a tension there between us being nude. It was the first time I've done a naked episode and we were sitting there naked. And I was like, yep, seems pretty normal. Seems totally chill and normal to be just sitting here naked with some dude who listens to my podcast getting to know him with our big balls hanging out there. In fact, Chuck is such a beloved member of the community that some members of Fanhorn Nation, all on their own, proposed a podcast listen party tonight in the champagne room. Clothing and cameras optional. So uh, if you're listening to this episode and you want to listen to, if you want to experience this conversation with a group of fan whores and maybe even uh, maybe even with a group of naked fan whores, hey, to your comfort level, you should join us in the champagne room tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Listen to the episode so you already know in advance what's going on or pause the show right now and come back in at 8 p.m. It will be in the patron-only fan whore voice channel. Join the Patreon, link it to your Discord account, and, uh, and join the party 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Feel free to turn on your camera if you want to. Feel free to dress to your comfort level. 
And you can gain access to that and oh so much more when you become a member at patreon.com slash podcast. We talk a bit about the peep show in this episode, of which Chuck is like kind of a founding member. Chuck has got his very own bonus episode coming out tomorrow. Oh, wow. You get access to that when you're a Patreon member. You can join for as little as $2 a month. Join up today again at patreon.com slash podcast. And then join us in the champagne room tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern at manwhorepod.com slash discord. Links in the show notes. So yeah, uh, Chuck, the Chuck, uh, executive producer of this naked podcast episode. Anyways, in this episode, everybody, we're talking about social nudity. We're talking about bisexuality and non-monogamy. And oh boy, do we go into man horcon stories? Y'all are in for one hell of a treat, everybody. Enjoy the return of the naked podcasts this time with. Longtime fan whore, Chuck. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Joy Mode. Folks, I mentioned earlier that like I've made some attempts to be sexual since the breakup, and I've had one successful encounter. It was a five-hour hand job. Now, I don't want to give Joy Mode all the credit, but I got to give them credit for like, I don't know, at least two or three of those hours. <laughs> Joy Mode is the sexual performance booster designed to support erection quality and firmness and sex drive. And Lord knows I've needed a little help in that sex drive department lately. This woman, she came over, we you know, we connected on Reddit and she's really into edging. And, uh, and we thought we'd just do like, you know, one to three hours, like one or two hours, three hours if it just kind of gets out of hand, right? So we smoked some weed and we put on a really long playlist, but we didn't realize how long the playlist was. So I just assumed after like two or three hours, the playlist would end and that would be a sign like, oh, we should probably like have me come and finish this up. <laughs> but it was a five and a half hour playlist, so it just never ended. <laughs> And the entire time she's stroking my cock, whenever we would go into the rounds of me being hard, she would be like, your dick is like so hard. Like it's not just, it's like aggressively erect. It's really hot. Oh my gosh. And I was thinking, I'm like, fuck yeah, Joy Mode. Look at you showing up for my blood flow circulation. All of that L-citrulline, arginine, yoimbine, and vitamin C. I don't know how to pronounce all this shit because, like, I don't have a PhD. I just fuck for a living. But, uh, you know, I use Joy Mode, and I think you should use it, too. Maybe you can get a five-hour hand job out of it. <laughs> when I finally came, we were like, oh, what time is it? It was 2.15 in the morning. We are like, oops. Joy Mode is all natural. It's basically like a, like a pre-workout powder mix, but for sex. So if you want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance, do it naturally without those nasty prescription drugs. Joy Mode has a special offer for the Man Whore Podcast audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash manwhore or enter manwhore at checkout for 20% off your first order. Okay, again, that's usejoymode.com. That's U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-N-E. Dot com slash manwhore for 20% off your first order. Thank you, Joy Mode. Oh, I have heard from fans of the show many a time that hearing some of the really hot and raunchy stories we tell on here have gotten them quite flustered at work, inconveniently filling up their pants or 
getting a little extra wet at the bar. And that's why I know you're going to want to join up at audiodesires.com for more aural filth in your ear. Before I started recording this intro, I was uh, feeling a little, I kind of want to get some sexual juices going. I want to get a little bit raunchy and randy, you know, so I, I pulled up a story and I cannot resist a good uh, religious <laughs> connection. I pulled up Not So Silent Night, voiced by Sophia and Susan, and oh my, did I tingle and dare I say jingle. These are highly produced erotic stories. This is not just, you know, some voiceover artist in a booth somewhere reading copy. Okay, I'm hearing Ah, I'm hearing moans while someone else is talking through the story. There's music, there's sound effects. I mean, it feels like I was there watching this lesbian Jewish threesome. And you can get into it too. And audiodesires.com is offering Fan Horror Nation a very special discount. You can get 50% off their annual membership. Yes, 50. That's half. I don't know if you know how percentages work, but half is 50%. You get half off an annual membership or even 20% off their monthly membership when you use promo code MANHOR at audiodesires.com. Treat your ears to some oral sex one more time at audiodesires.com and use promo code MANHOR to enjoy your very special discount. All right, now stop touching yourself over there. Let's get to the show. Well, you know, I'm always looking for opportunities to do to find ways to support what you do, and because I, I really think um, recently you've been like I've really, really enjoyed your interviews and stuff like that. Like I really have, um, and so I was thinking like, okay, well, what would be fun, right? A way to spend some more money on Billy, and I, that's something I really recommend people do. It's a great thing, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend. Um, and you know, this was uh, uh, an intriguing thing on Pat. Patreon to do, you know, I'm sort of like a little bit like vain or a lot vain. And so I'm like, you know, what better way than to disassociate myself onto Billy's show? So now we used to do these naked episodes. You remember? Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Done a couple series of naked episodes with total strangers. And normally, you know, these are people I don't know. They don't know me. They're not necessarily super comfortable just being naked with a stranger. Uh, but I would give them a towel. They go to the bathroom and they come out on a towel. And then we would do like a one, two, three towel drop. Oh, I don't right. know if you remember that. And then like, yeah. I would, you know, we'd be rolling so you could hear the towels drop on the mics. <laughs> and then we sat down, we talked to each other. Naked. But it's like one, one that's just such a facade. We're going to high peep show. We got the peep show is, uh, is watching us right now on uh, on my, a live my favorite place on the internet the peep show has been uh it's been around a long ass time yes and uh yeah so let's we're gonna we're gonna put the mics down we're gonna take our clothes off and we're gonna pick these things back up and we're gonna get to know a uh, nude chuck nude chuck we're gonna uh, get so, emotionally yeah. and actually naked yeah well i mean that was the original conceit of the thing because i was like you're most like i feel like you're most vulnerable when you're nude with a new person but like again, it was like I've seen your dick a lot. Yes. You've seen my dick a yes. lot, um, both in person and on the peep show. I'm surprised you even bothered wearing underwear to this thing. <laughs> well, you know. Well, well, you know, it's like on days like this where it's humid. Like 
you know, my butt gets a little sweaty. That's why I brought my, you know. Uh, so I always wear this because I get embarrassed on the train. And I'm going to leave my socks on. Is that I weird? forgot you have big balls. Yes. I have. It's my favorite balls. feature. Yeah. Of myself. Yeah. I get told often, especially more recently, I get told I have big balls. And never, never. That's never a bad thing to hear. In my I've opinion. never heard it as a complaint. No. I've never no. seen it as a complaint. Nope. I've never seen someone on Reddit be like, ugh, fucking hate it when dudes have those big balls. <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes it's kind of like it, does, it sometimes can uh, turn into a beanbag situation when when you're soft it like almost uh, i feel like it almost diminishes my shaft yes oh i i feel that a lot um but you know like you said i'm i'm often naked around people i don't know well not often i shouldn't say that um i'm often naked period <laughs> and then um i have no problems with being naked in front of people i don't know yeah well so. you're you're a nudist yes Yep, and I have been for like at least 20 years. 20 years? Yeah, because I'm do you, old. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you have like 20-year-long naked friends? No, actually, because my friend friends will occasionally do a one-off naked thing. Wait. Your friend, your norm, your like vanilla friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like what, the friends I've had forever, right? Because I mean have. They'll just do a like, we'll, like go to, go to like a, a a nude beach or something like that, right? Like everyone will do. will go to a nude beach a couple times, right? Who brings it up? Oh, usually me. <laughs> you I, invite people to the nude beach? Yes, because uh, I actually pretty much hate going to a beach if I have to wear clothes. Same. <laughs> so, same. Uh, it just seems really ridiculous. Um, you know, so if there's that opportunity, you know, we'll go and they know like, oh yeah, he's going to want to not wear clothes, you know? <laughs> so, and that's just how it is. Right. Like, and I, I've, I haven't slept with clothes. I stopped wearing clothes to bed when I was like 11 or 12, mm. um, and never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was it? What's it like going to naked events with your vanilla friends? You know, they get a little. I almost want to have them here and be like, so what? What is that like? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because they would, when we were in college, because a lot of these friends are friends of mine from college. Some of them are friends from high school and they're even more vanilla. But my friends from college, actually, when we were in college, were more, I would say, they were my introduction. Like the first time I ever went to an orgy was in college with these friends of mine, right? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, I said your vanilla friends. But these are, <laughs> well, I was just saying my non-nudist friends, right? Because they're not really vanilla. So that's why it's not such a crazy thing for them okay. to be like, oh, yeah. Not like someone from work. No. Well, you know, I work, you know, in a school. So that's kind of not, like, that's not a thing I bring up, right? Like, because I feel like that's an easy way to get yourself on a watch list or something. Like, <laughs> To start talking about um, doing naked stuff with your colleagues at at work <laughs> around children, right? So I keep that separate. Um, also, like, I have very few current work friends. I have friends from my last job, sure. um, but, like, currently, you know, the people I'm friendly with, but I don't consider them friends. Because I could also see you being the naked friend and somebody, like, wants to try yes. social nudity. That has happened, yes. So Because that happens, that happens yes. to me with slut shit. Yes, They're yes. Like, oh, oh, I'm sure it happens to you all the time. No, I mean, and that's some of it, too, right? Like, because... Some people are afraid of erections, right? Like that's the big, that's the big fear for guys. There, I think there are reasonable fears on both sides, right? For women, I actually think there are tons of reasonable fears, and it's so easy um, for guys to not realize that 
their what they think is innocuous in t- attention has crossed over into a little like too mm. too much, right? Mm. And it's just um and you would think like some of these guys are like uh you know have been nudists and go to these events for a long time and they would get it, but some people just don't get social cues, right? You know, I was just talking about this at Hacienda on Sunday. It was, it was an afternoon party and I, I was feeling more conversational than playful apparently. And we were actually talking about like being a, a man single at the party mm-hmm. and the tim- uh, this weird timidity because if you're aware enough of those like gender dynamics to be like, oh, I should be a little bit more cautious in vanilla world, sometimes mm-hmm. it carries back into slut world yeah. where you don't have to do that. But you have to, so basically you have to like train yourself to be aware of these things and then at the sex party, like untrain your brain to allow yourself to kind of get more animalistic, get a little more aggressive, get a little bit more like sexual. Because it's a lot, we're at a sex party, it's okay. <laughs> As opposed to like when you're at the cafe and you're like, oh, gender things, I should be, you know, oh, let's, she might be perceiving this as that way, don't stare too, you're right? But you have to kind of forget that a bit in this like special space. And and I think when you think about nudist things, it's, it's if Vanilla World is in the middle, right? And, and uh, you know, the, the slut world is, you know, the other way, the nudist world is completely the other way, right? There's mm. such a panic about, things coming across as sexual that you really it's like always eyes up here mm-hmm. when you're talking to anybody right and and you really and because women um are sort of uh uh a, they're they're they aren't they aren't present in big numbers you know especially unpartnered women right you don't want to create an environment that feels unwelcoming right and so it's really like super rigorous and so to to go from that extreme to for me to even go to the other extreme and i've only been to a couple of um sex parties here in the city and i'm completely like like i can't get there right like because i'm so much the other way you know like don't don't look at it. Don't look at anybody. Don't talk to anybody. There's something about like a fear of that, like kind of male aggression that's yes. that's that's allegedly in us, right? Yeah. It's like there's a fear of like letting that out, and so like I'm trying to constantly hold on to this chain that's apparently attached to a tiger. I can't yeah. see. There may not even it might be a fucking kitty cat yep. at the end of it. it. Might be a Hello Kitty, but I yep. don't know. Yep. I'm scared of it because yep. it's in the dark and there's a chain. Yep. And you don't want to. And to me, it's like super important to like conform to the norms of the space, right? Like, and not, tr- I'm I'm ultimately a, a people pleaser. I, I struggle with that in a lot of ways, but like, I want to be in a space and I want to be like the best citizen mm-hmm. in that space, right? Like, yeah. and so- and so when you're it, in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Exactly, right? but I get so caught up in my head about it that it just makes you like, like you sort of short circuit a little bit. You're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet. Right at a like, and possibly at a sex party where, like, ideally exactly. you're off there having some fun, <laughs> right? And so you you psych yourself out of being able to have fun yeah. in those situations. It works great in in social nude, socially nudist settings because it's perfect, right? I know all the rules. I've been doing it for such a long time. I can like move in that space so well, and I'm super comfortable like that, right? So it's perfect, but it's like. That you know, clamp downness is combined with all my other random, you know, um, hangups really makes that other space 
hard, which makes the whole, like, when I think about how we even got to, you know, the, the, the slutty stuff I do do, I'm always amazed that I'm able to do it. Mm. Always. What was your introduction to nudism? Well, like I said, I grew up in a household that wasn't nudist, but um, both of my parents were really comfortable with nudity. Like, I saw both my parents naked all the time. Like, I was going through um, some family photos. Like, there are pictures of, like, when we were younger, like, me and my brothers um, taking baths together. Like, I took showers with my mom and dad, like, when I was little. Like, they... I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of... I feel like when you're, like, little, little, that's not... No, I'm talking about, like... I mean, like... You mean... What, you mean, like, 11? No, 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 no. (laughs) That would be weird. Uh, That, you know... um, But no, like, five, six, you know, like, that age kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, and, and just no hangups about it, no shame about it. So I never felt like, oh, I have to necessarily, you know, hide because Mm -hmm. it's a bad thing. Like I, I went through that period of time in adolescence where you just get weird about your body. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that there was that, but, you know, I never had that kind of, it is inherently shameful for someone to see you naked right Mm -hmm. so i was always you know that was my framework um and so i don't remember why i decided oh i'm gonna sleep without clothes um but i did and i was like this is fucking awesome like i'm never putting on pajamas again right like (laughs) and like i have fuck you (laughs) you lose (laughs) like you don't have to buy me any more pajamas because I'm not How many wearing pajamas. Were you getting, man? <laughs> no, Enough for a drawer? That's too many pajamas. <laughs> I think we had a lot. For some reason, I think I had a, a wide array of pajamas uh, growing up. Um, but I, then it was just great. Like I just loved it. I loved that freedom. I loved that that feeling of it. And so I just cut it out. And then you know when I went when I went into middle school and high school, like I was like. You know, I was a small, nerdy kid, right? But, like, I was one of the few kids who would take a shower after gym mm-hmm. and change in the locker room, even though, like, you know, and I thought it was weird that people did it. Dude, right? I did not change fucking uh, – if I had gym, which is most of the – I just wore whatever I wore to I gym because I was not going to take my shirt off in that fucking locker room with those boys. I was like, I know. they call me mean things when I have my shirt on. What, is, what are they going to do when the when the tits are out? <laughs> no, and, and, and I had some of that worry as well, but like – also, I think my high school experience was was clearly different than yours. Like, I got a lot, even with the 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 biggest jocks, right? Like, they treated me okay. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think they sort of were like when I first started, just like be taking showers with them. They were like, "Look at this fucking guy! Like, mm-hmm. oh, isn't that cute? Like, you know, like he's oh, he's staying." Yeah. But and then it was just a thing, and, and you know, um, and I was like, "Okay, this is fine," and like. And so when I moved to California after I graduated from college, um, that's when I really just went full. Like, because there's just so many, there were so many opportunities back then, so many spaces Mm -hmm. to hang out naked. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. What kind of spaces? So, you know, of course, outdoors, so like beach and things like that. And there were a lot of options then. Were there a lot Uh, of nude beaches? Yeah. And in San Francisco itself, there's one um, right 
essentially in the city. Right at the end of Golden Gate Park, there's that beach. And when you go up toward the Golden Gate, okay. uh, that's that beach is a nude beach. On the San Francisco side. On the San Francisco wow. side. Yeah. All right. Um, and there are tons of... I mean, so the other thing about San Francisco, right? There are plenty of spaces to be naked for guys that also, if you are, um, if you like guys, you know, there can potentially be that aspect to it, too. There were nude beaches and there were fucking bushes. No, no. I mean, no. But like, for example, like the Folsom Folsom Street Fair, right, had tons of nudity. Beta Breakers, which is a, 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 a... uh, a race, right? A city race would always have naked runners, right? Um, there are tons of um, Asian uh, bathhouses that are not gay, and there are tons of gay bathhouses, mm. right? Is that uh, the differentiation? Like, if I'm in San Francisco and I want to go to a bathhouse, I'm like, am I looking for the Asian bathhouse? Yeah, I think I would say yes. Although in San Francisco, those lines are somewhat blurred, okay. you know. But here, for example, they're like bathhouses. They're a spectrum, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's true. And I've been to the whole spectrum, and like here in the city, right? Like if you would go to one of the, um, like the big like spa castle or or um, king sauna out in Fort Lee, right? Those are family, right? Right. I've been to spa and, castle. Yeah, and you'll be naked, right? But and it's guy, it's sex segregated, but. Typically, things won't happen, although occasionally, in you know, you'll see things. Um, but then there are other spaces where you go, and the expectation is someone's going to jerk me off in the sauna, right? Like, okay. Um, Notice he said someone's going to jerk me off in the sauna, not yeah, he's going to jerk someone no. off in the sauna. I, I'm not that bold. <laughs> I'm, and like you know, my whole thing, like when people talk about like, oh, who are you attracted to? The first thing is I'm attracted to people who are attracted to me. <laughs> So if if you show, if you want to jerk me off, then I'm going to be like super inclined to reciprocate. That line from definitely maybe where like the uh, Derek Luke's character goes like, I have a thing for people who have a thing for me. Yeah. And I was like, that's, "That's, yeah, that's it. That's what, that's exactly right. It's perfect. It's perfect. Right. Like it's why I never understood dudes who try to talk women into doing shit that they don't want to, or like, or trying to like convince them to fuck them when they clearly don't want to. Cause I go like, as soon as like, you don't want to fuck me. I like lose like 95% of my interest. If I talk you into it and you don't, you still don't seem that into it. I'm not excited. But at the same time, then I I do feel like, you know, I let myself, I find myself in situations that like I probably, if I, if I was more intentional, wouldn't have gotten myself into, you know, more often than not, they, they end up with me, you know, coming so it's okay right? like sure, I'm like sure. it's it's hard it's hard to feel you know like i'm never i never feel pressure but i'm like oh like this person is so nice to want to make me feel good yeah. I, i'm not gonna say <laughs> no you know and then i kind of get into it it's so. like when you're at a friend's house and they offer you a meal that you're not super excited about but like they are offering me a meal uh so so there were some spaces like uh you said there were nude beaches there were mm-hmm. some bathhouses were, were there other like nudist social spaces <laughs> There weren't as many, well, at least I didn't, you know, back in the olden days. Did you, did you I, go to naked board game nights? Back in the no, day? because they were harder to find because the internet was sort of in its infancy back then. I would have thought the infancy part of the internet would have only been naked meetups. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> the yeah. rest of them, they just put in the paper. <laughs> well, you know, I was never, I was ne- I was never big into like, 
back then I was never big into like the social spaces that existed online. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. going online to like talk to other people back then because actually like I had a really crazy, fun, robust life in the real world and the internet was, you know, and like it took, it took forever. Like it was slow. Like it was all that, right? I was running a theater company with some friends and we just had bonkers fun all the time, right? Like it was some of the best. So I I was, I didn't have a big online presence. So I didn't even think like, oh, hey, this is a place where you can go and find something in your, that fits your niche, right? Like Mm -hmm. as long as I could, you know, have that time where I could lay out naked or sit in a steam room naked or um, something like that, I was fine, Mm -hmm. right? Like totally okay. And what is, what is it about like social nudity? Like what does that do for you? Like why are we naked right now? (laughs) You know, I have always struggled I, I use it as a sort of self-therapy about my own issues with my body, right? Okay. Like, and I think that was, part, I mean, one, I love the way it feels, right? Like I love, and I love clothes and I love s- shoes and. Yeah, you're normally like a pretty fly dresser. Like yeah. you, you're, you seem very confident uh, wearing colors yep. and putting them together. Uh, when I've seen you, when you've come to events, like yep. you were pretty well, like you wore orange today. I don't have that bravery. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, and I love it, right? Like I love to make statements that way. But like also like I just feel really relaxed and just sort of like I'm a hedonist at heart, right? And so like that's part of it. Like just to feel that the sensation of the world directly on my skin. Mm -hmm. But I've also have had not crippling, but like really bad body self-image, right? Um, And this was sort of my way to be like, you know, you sort of jump into the deep end every time you're willing to take off clothes in front your clothes in front of people mm-hmm. that um, you don't know, and just see how that goes, right? Yeah. And like, it, it's a sort of positive reinforcement for me to be like, oh, like one, it's also you get to see a whole range of bodies yourself, and you're just like, oh, like. You know, like this will be bad to say, but like at Gunnison, sometimes I'm like, I see enough different bodies that I like, I start feeling better about yes. mine. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, they're naked. It's okay, I, I can I'm be naked. fine. <laughs> and they're, they're, it's not bad to say because I think I go through that same thing. But I also find myself not judging them for that. Like I do compare myself a lot, and I'm like, all right, I look good, yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm okay, <laughs> right? But I'm also not like, ew, that person, right? Like. Sure. Um, I'm just like, if they're naked, then I don't think anyone's looking at me going ill. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Which right? is still me kind of illing them yeah, in a weird yeah. roundabout way. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. I saw a dude, I remember like, maybe this was, too, I don't think this is a 2020 summer, maybe it was 2019 summer, or yeah, maybe it was 2020. I remember just being next to like this group of four, it was like two couples, and they were trying to get, but like one of the guys just didn't want to get naked, and he was thinner than me, and he yeah. didn't want to get naked. I was like, oh man, I must be a shit, because like, I got this body, and I'm down to be naked and he's got a body maybe I've once wanted and he he's scared to get naked so I'm like sick <laughs> yeah you know no you have you you I think you have such a great see you you project a confidence I know and I know from here listening to you over the years that you don't always feel that way but right? it's ever since I was a kid they told you you had to pro- even yeah. when you don't feel it you yeah. got to project the confidence because then 
like I can get into that positive reinforcement loop. You go to the sex party and you're nervous about it. You jump in the deep end. But like when you just, if you just fucking sh- project that confidence, you have one hookup at the sex party can yield another hookup yeah. at the sex party, which yields other people saying, wow, he's hooking up. With this. I maybe want to, right. It's, just, it, but you have to, you have to, to start the engine takes a yeah. little extra force than keeping the engine moving. Yeah. Um, my, my third, one of my therapists, I have two therapists. Don't want to brag everybody. I'm, <laughs> super therapy so do i and like i remember when i started therapy seeing bros. this group like in t- years ago and i told them i go to sex parties his first react he knew my issues so he's just like it seems emotionally risky for you to go to a sex party and yeah. kept trying to be like i'm not trying to say sex parties about i'm not trying to but like it seems risky to go and but i'm like yeah no you gotta dive in yeah you know what's the worst that happens i'm gonna feel gross i already feel gross <laughs> Well, my God, I'm going to feel gross around people. They're not going to give a shit. They're busy fucking. They're not looking at me. (laughs) See, I need some of that attitude because I I feel like sex parties are emotionally risky for me. Mm -hmm. And in a a certain way, and I know we're jumping uh, around the topics, like, you know, non-monogamy is super emotionally risky for me um, just because I feel like it forces me. But I also think there's some positive things to it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's forcing me to then have to go and project the confidence to, you know, be with someone else. Or, you know, it's it's very easy. Well, I don't want to say it's very easy. But, um, like, you know, my relationship with my wife is, like, really super close and we're really super loving, right? Like, there's... there's you know that's very well established and there's a very... There's a lot of safety in that, mm-hmm. right? And so to... At my at my age and point in life like it's it's almost like why do this to yourself right like why put yourself through through like this whole song and dance about like trying to find people and and i'm not at all interested in like you know having another relationship Polyamory, but yeah you're down for some some extracurricular sex exactly yeah um and the nudism is nothing so the nudism is, is not at all a sexual nope, thing for you nope because even when i'm in a nude space like i am talking down those because inst- like yeah i am checking people out sometimes i do <laughs> get a bit excited like i have gotten boners at the beach at gunnison just like seeing some sexiness and then thinking of sexiness and now i'm hard and also i'm excited that i'm hard because maybe someone's gonna see, see me you. hard and maybe they'll maybe they'll want to talk to me you know it's like so so th- there is I- i'd be lying if being in a social non-sexual nude space still wasn't some bit sexual for me it looks so a matter of like do can other people tell that it's sexual for me in the right spaces i think that doesn't matter because if you're with the right people right they recognize you can't shut off that part of your brain mm-hmm. and be like it enters into the equation because you're you're still sex we're still sexual people right mm-hmm. and the best spaces i've been in are the ones who are like hey look if you get an erection just like and it's not and it doesn't seem like it's the right time or place for it just cover it up or just like, don't point it at anybody. yeah like don't like don't showcase it or show yeah. it off right like um not that like oh you should be shamed for being excited by people who i I love looking at naked people that's the other thing like i love looking at naked people like you know i'm attracted to all types of people and all genders of people so like being in a in a naked space i love it right like none of this has to do with you just wanted to be one-on-one naked with billy persona no (laughs) no no I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to be one on one naked with Billy Pazita. Always, I will never say no. Um, 
But this wasn't, well, maybe it was a roundabout ruse, because what else could you think about it? Uh, Well, you know, like I've seen, you know, we've seen each other at Manhorcon on more than one occasion. So wait, have you been to every Manhorcon? No, I wasn't. You weren't at at 2019. Yes, that's the only one. That's the one one you weren't at. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Because you've you've been there and it's, you've had some fun, I feel like, every year. Yeah. Even the first one where like you weren't there when things broke out into like a broken foursome. Oh god, that was embarrassing. But uh <laughs> that was a weird fucking night. But then the second man recon that that was that's that was my favorite. awesome. Yeah, that, that was so good. Yeah, what was what was good about it for you? Well, the whole thing was fun, right? And I think I remember um one of the days I couldn't make mm-hmm. some of the things, but that when you rented that place, that wasn't even me the 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 townhouse? Oh yeah, who rented that? rented the townhouse oh, and they offered well, that, that, very very kindly to let it be like a fun base of operations yes so, well I mean, it definitely was a fun base of operations dude we hung out there like two nights before manhorcon we fucked around in that place yeah. uh and we had like like orgies broke out even before manhorcon started with the people who showed up to new york early then we did <laughs> manhorcon we had the thing and then even the, the after manhorcon they were like yeah we got we got it for one more night it was a fucking orgy house. Yeah. And they were, they, they were, they did. They really, did. and that's why it was so much fun, right? Like they were like the right kind of fun people. Yeah. Like just absolutely sweethearts, you know? And so, you know, that's why I had such a great. Well, great what kind time. of fun did you get up to at Manorcon? Uh, you know, I had, it was great because I got to just essentially sit on the couch. And I remember you were on, I think you were on the Motor Bunny. <laughs> If I remember seeing you and you had a bunch of people around you and I was on the couch and I was kissing uh, two women and I had two guys giving me a blowjob, which was like, this was like my dream. That's like a bisexual man's dream. Yes. That's it, amazing. It was literally my dream. While you were living your dream, because you said I was I was next to the motor bunny. So this must have been happened then because I was next to it. And I had like for a brief moment of time, a straight man's dream where like I had two women blowing me. And then, like, one would stop and leave. And then a new one would kind of come in. So I had two different... And then I think, like, three or four women cycled through that. But constantly, I had two women slurping my cock. And I was like, what is my life right now? Can someone call high school Billy and tell him everything's going to be okay? I was like, what is my life right now? And and I'm not even the focus of this event. (laughs) What was cool about that party was, like, the feedback I got afterwards with so many people. That was either their first time being naked around others and for some, they were like, this was my first time being sexual, like my first time with group sex. Yeah. And I was like, and I didn't play, because again, Manorcon, it's not on the itinerary. No. I just build a container where group sex can break out safely. And it always does. And it was just so clear <laughs> how much you had learned from Manorcon 1 to uh, Manorcon 2. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there were some wonderful things about, I loved about Manorcon 1. Um, and I and I feel like when we were at the um, Stonewall and with that small group and we were dancing and making out with people and that that was so much fun, that was right? Great. Like, that was um, so you know, so for me, like to to be back out there, it's just like it's real stressful. And like so, like when I think about sex parties, I'm like, I can't. I just feel like I can't have people not reject me, but like I have such a hard time like feeling like oh, you're you know you are desirable to to people. Um, that it like puts me through a ringer. Yeah. But you know, the benefit, <laughs> I'm going to really make this reductive. The benefit to being, you know, bi is guys, there's always guys who will find me 
attractive, right? Like, <laughs> if if that's all I want to do, right? Like, there is a man out there somewhere who will like that blow like, you, yeah, or like, or yeah. put their dick in your mouth. Like, there's always yeah, exactly something that can be done. There, always something that can be done, and it's amazing. And like, um, you know, recently, I hooked up with this guy i mean you know i met this guy and i forget what how even met like what what method i'm gonna say field i don't know if that's true he's younger than me because of course right like um there aren't very you know i set the age filter to be up to my age and like i never see people my age yeah yeah i mean maybe that should be a sign but (laughs) but whatever and it's totally not like literally we're just fuck buddies. I don't really know anything about him. He doesn't really know anything about me. But what I do know is that he thinks a lot about what he wants me to do to him and like what he wants to do to me. Right. And that's like, so fucking like, and and he's good looking. Right. Like, so I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, like I, I, you know, my struggles, I want to feel desirable to someone and i mm-hmm. all i don't always do yeah. that and the reason and you know you're a big reason to why why as to why uh non-monogamy came up in my marriage right because at the time of the first man horcon my wife and i were actually on like i'll call it a separation but it wasn't even really it was just like sort of a break right because and i'm not going to speak um for her but there's like you know some physical medical stuff some emotional you know psychological stuff that has really made sex difficult for her Mm. so it was at that point it was like okay well you know i don't need a ton of sex i'm not that guy Mm -hmm. but i need some right Mm -hmm. like um and you don't want to feel like uh like a chore for her no not at all right like never and but at the same time, you know, it fucks with my head, right? And I know the reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, we've had some therapy around this and everything else, so that's helped. But it still is hard to not, oh, like, oh, the person I love most in the world and who loves me most in the world is not, even that person mm. isn't, you, you get that, right? Yeah, like, is, yeah. is not attracted to me. So I didn't realize y'all weren't in a non-monogamous. Uh, oh, no. Fully, yeah, like, no, at that point, it was just like, we're on a we're on a break who knows what's going to happen and it was listening you know to the show and then meeting people i was like well maybe this is a a way to go and it's not had never come up before no that possibility no no because you know the thing about it for her is it's not so much about jealousy she's like embarrassed that this is a thing that in her mind we have to do she she's like i should be able to satisfy this and so it's not really uh, i would have thought the bisexuality would have been the factor yeah but that was pre-existing right but like oh why was there space for that within the marriage before? no and i was fine with that Uh like you know you're like i had all the dicks i need yeah if, if I hope what was what was the last dick before you settled down with who would become your wife it was because I imagine for a while you had to hold on to that as like that was the last cock I'm ever gonna have. Well, because I'm pretty sure it was probably an anonymous one, so I, it was maybe not <laughs> Tell the. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, it, <laughs> we love stranger play on this show. <laughs> um, yeah, that was at um, a bathhouse uh, that I had been to, and again, uh, and actually, it was one in um, Germany. Okay, so. 
uh, I do travel around the world and I get up to things where places I go. Um, and you know, in a steam room, you know, guy wanted to, you know, put, they put your hand. Is this okay? Well, is that the code? Okay. You just put a hand on the thigh yeah. for a reaction. It is there at least. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I never do it, right? Like yeah. I never do it because I'm like I don't want to do the wrong thing. You sit right? there and like you are waiting for someone to put. Their... Not always. No? Like you know, I could be fine. Like I totally could be fine. Someone right? just needs some steam. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. I've like I've never I re- thought that before. I've never thought I need steam. Really? I do frequently think oh, I need God. a hand job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I, like I'll go and I'm like this. I'm gonna have like a completely indulgent day, and if something happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I'm gonna leave here fine. Okay. Right, and then. I don't want to say inevitably because sometimes nothing does, but you know, you get that and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, let's go. This mm-hmm. is, this is, you know, especially if I don't have to do much. If this is, if this is you, you know, let's just be clear. If like you're down to do this, I'm super fine with that. And so it was just an anonymous hand job in Germany at a back. Uh, it was a blow job. Oh, good. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. You know what I do like about the naked podcasting is like sometimes the, the when the XLR cord like tickles the tip <laughs> of the dick. That is a it is a pleasant feeling. Yes. Yes. That is, that is my main <laughs> thing I enjoy about the naked podcasting. <laughs> I do I do like that. <laughs> i really appreciate you doing this with me by the oh way. no thank you man yeah. this, this is fun this is fun like i said i also like like i just also knew and we had an idea of like maybe it'd be something a little bit more produced but i was also like chuck's good on his own yeah. like i was like he's a good yeah. talk he's a good hang um i mean i remember so man con last year yep. our our covid con yes COVID. <laughs> also really great very different but really great yeah that was a uh, you know for so for the first time you know i skipped 2020 for Manhor Con, but then yeah. last year, instead of doing, because I did not know what would go happen, yeah. uh, I thought it would be easier to, instead of doing, Manhor Con normally is you come to New York City, get a weekend pass, and I schedule like an, a weekend of stuff for us to do. And this time I was like, I'm going to get us a nice big Airbnb with a very broken hot tub. <laughs> and the first night the air conditioner is not going to work. Um, but that's just part of the appeal. Uh, welcome to <laughs> upstate New York. And and uh, we're just going to have, like, we're just going to hang for the weekend. We'll be very chilled um and so it was different it was obviously smaller but it was like it's the, it was still a good time it was the right was group of different. people too because it could have gone the the wrong person could have really made that weekend take a, a mm-hmm. different turn right like be really super upset about you know the the ac situation and not no really complained. be able to no. I, I was so nervous no like everyone, everyone was, was just such a great like super cool people and they were just like we're gonna roll with this like um and that was really awesome right and like the wrong just someone with just like the slightly wrong attitude could have injected um something really not great into it but it it was really awesome and for most of them i didn't know so i actually couldn't gauge what it would be we weren't pre-vetting previous ones i like had an okay the are gonna be here these people are gonna be here chuck will be here but you know with the oh god the um you know but but with that one last year like most of the people there i was meeting for the first time that was it, they were so cool and for those of you who haven't been to manocon when billy says it's like organized you get a folder <laughs> like he's serious like he he's he treats it seriously it's not it's not something that he is like half-assing at all like i'm telling you it's pretty impressive and, the, and for manocon one you really didn't know what you were getting into, and it was like, meet me in in um, in in Union Square Park, 
right? And I'm going to be there. And you're like, okay. And you show up and he's there with a table and, and bags and, and Swag folders. Bags, yeah. And it was, I was like, oh shit, this is a real thing. Like he really made this. I do not believe in myself enough to charge y'all just to hang out with me. Yeah. Like I will get y'all some free shit. We'll have some stuff to do. I promise. <laughs> yeah. I got that crazy big rubber cock ring thing oh, yeah. that I've used occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lubes, uh, stickers, pins, all kind yeah, of really man. cool I, stuff. I try to hook it up. I yeah. try to hook it up. But it's also why I'm not doing Manorcon this year, just because I was like, yeah. I'm like, I've been like burnt out a bit. And I just need some, I just need a year to like recollect, get the show back going the way I, I, I'm used to and stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe again, it's like maybe I'll do regional Manorcons like I did last year in different places, or we'll do the big New York thing next year. But, um, yeah, this year I got to take, because I only, I don't want to do it if I'm going to half, I don't want to half ass yeah. it, but I'm, I do miss it. Like I, I'm not, I miss you fuckers. So it's yeah. like, I want to, I want to hang out with y'all again. I look, I love an excuse to get you sluts together. And I love that you sluts will turn anything into a slutty event, no matter what I do or don't do. You know, last year we got to the final day and I was like, well, you know, an orgy didn't break out. Oh, this is kind of different for, nope. So not <laughs> by the end, you know, it wasn't like as much as all in one kind of space, but you know, you went off and did stuff, and yep. other people did. I, w- I went to the sauna and yep. jerked off with a, a, a chick in there, and you know, it wasn't even playing with each other. Just like she masturbated, I masturbated, came, I went to bed. Then she apparently went off and blew somebody afterwards. I was like, <laughs> "That's man horcon, baby. That, that, it's that's Chinatown." <laughs> it's like, but yeah, though man horcon, uh, it's a pretty wild, fun, but it's also a cool time because all y'all are together. And the only shared interest is that you think I do a pretty decent podcast. <laughs> Which is crazy when you think about it, right? Like crazy. It really, it, and like that group of people, like I said, who was there. And, and like you said, nothing really sexual happened until the last night. And, I and was, it was super fun. You're going to have to tell me and us about what happened that last night for you. Because like I was in a sauna yep. and then I went to bed. And I know shit went down. Yep. Well, in typical, what, what happened? in typical me fashion, right? Like, I can tell when, and in this case, it was a woman. I can tell when someone's hitting on me, but I convince myself, no, you're just making that up, right? So you're, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be weird about it. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes that's a turn on to people when you're just weird and awkward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're talking and obviously there's a little bit of a of a of an attraction going on and you know I feel the 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 gravity of like the gravitational pull moving things to to going to a more sexual level but I'm not helping it along at all right Sure sure cuz sure. I'm like no sure, cuz I'm like no. What if I'm reading this wrong? Then I'm gonna fuck up, man. All Horkov. these people, they just come to me. They're hitting on me. They put their hands on my thigh. I don't do nothing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so so. Even when we're in the shower together, <laughs> I'm like super coy, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like so. Isn't it cool? We're just showering together like a fucking idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, Yeah, let's. Are you going to fuck me or what? Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> it was not exactly that blunt, but it was almost like that. Did you have a threesome that night? No, I didn't. No, that was somebody yeah. else. Yes. Because somebody... Wait, did you mess with that couple? The opposite sex couple that came? Yeah, but later. Oh, wait, wait. There was... Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, that was after, man. Who did you shower with? Oh, one of the... So... 
One of the two friends. That yes. Came? Yes. Mm. Um, maybe it was the the because I think the I, one who was not the I listener. I think I was masturbating with yes the, the other her one. Friend yep. And you yep. were in the shower. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then <laughs> then I was just like because they were sharing a room and I had my own room and I was like oh you want to go back to my room and it was so much fun. Yeah. At that point, yeah, it was like so much fun and because I also think like we both had that we were both in the same mindset. It's like literally like it's this last night. Let's just like. Let's just have fun. And and we knew that because she didn't live in the area, you know, it's just, just going to be this and what it is. And it was like, I mean, nothing's perfect, but it was so fun. And like, I mean, there was so much squirting. <laughs> like we had to put towels yeah. down. And I was like, we're going to fuck up the house. <laughs> The last night, we've kept it so clean now. It's like the floor is soaked. And it was just really great. It was really fun and she's super cool. Uh, How did that transition into playing with the bad dragon couple? Well, <laughs> they were still in town after Manorcore was over. Oh, you played with them after? Yes. Oh. And... Um, you know, and we and and just for people who who don't uh, who aren't on the Discord, which you should be, um, we've already all the people involved have already uh, commented on this and and told these stories on Sexual Achievement Sunday. So I'm not saying something that hasn't already been shared. Um, but I was like, hey, if you want to, um, you know, hang out, you know. I'm I'm a native New Yorker. Did Let's you sample? I'm going to jump ahead. Did you sample the bad dragons? No. This is a couple who the, the one of them is very well known in the Peep Show. Yeah. For his love of the bad dragon product yes. line, uh, yes. and I I he might have the whole product line. And bad dragon, if you don't know, are these fantasy based sex toys it's like basically if there's like a mythological some sort of mythological creatures cock yes um or like a horse like a horse dick dildo yeah. which i think he brought uh yes. a picture of me on instagram with it slapped against my face uh and and so and so like they brought like came with partner and brought a bag of the the bad dragon stuff and i was just like who's gonna fucking have fun with that no i i did not and i think they could could tell. you handle a bad dragon no no, no especially not some of the ones that yes because they are impressive you need like a bag of poppers to like take some of those oh things. oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah I was, uh i don't i mean it, it's pretty impressive um but then we were just we had a really fun day okay. and then we were out um at the stonewall um having a drink and they were like do you want to come back to our hotel with us and i was like hell yeah i do um and that's really how it went down and we had a really great time because they are just they both are also some of the best people like just such great people mm -hmm. like um and i don't need because i know i've heard you talk about this like you really need some sort of connection right and i don't need that right to just fool around with someone but when you really enjoy someone's company and you think they're just like an awesome person, it does make a difference. Oh, right? absolutely. It just does enhance so much. Yeah. And right? it seems like there's a lot, you know, at the Manor Cons, those connections seem to happen. Yeah. And the Peep Show is cool because you all make those connections yeah. like beforehand. Um, some of the people who came had never listened, like one person never listened to the podcast. She 
joined up and was in the peep show for a while. Like yeah. it was, uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. You know, you've been in the peep show pre- since like the beginning. Yep. I still have in, in my, uh, on kick that the old <laughs> archive, archive it. is there. I mean, none of the pictures show up, so there's really no reason to go back and yeah. look, but it's still there. Yeah, man. It's yeah. Yeah. We moved from kick to telegram after a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tell, tell people a bit like about the peep show. What's your experience in the peep show? Uh, if someone was ever on the fence about it, like, you sell it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a religious person, but every time that's a weird way to start. Yeah, but every time I open up the peep show, I'm like, I am so fucking blessed right now that I get to open up this app. Like today, I opened it up right on my way here to see Billy, and there's a a, a small gif of one of the members of the peep show fucking. A woman with a gorgeous ass, and right before, uh, and right before preceding that is another Peep Show member with a gorgeous ass yes. covered in cum. Yes, yes. I mean, so and again for and, some, and, and, and like maybe ten messages earlier, someone might be like, "Be like, I'm having a tough day today." Like, what a beautiful community. Yes, that we could talk about someone's like tough day and then also show cum. It is <laughs> so great, and you know, and again, it's not just like I'm like, oh. And I find everyone who is in that um, group beautiful. And it's sort of because I feel like I know them, yeah. right? So I can't even be objective about um, about what someone outside might think of their bodies. Because every time I see someone there, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. They're like so beautiful and for someone like me who loves all the body parts that anyone has like i'm constantly because you know if you're a straight dude you're probably less excited about flagpole friday or you know but i'm excited every day um and sometimes like you know i try to be very um I try to be real positive reinforcement because I want people to keep putting yeah. their gorgeous bodies on the peep show. So I've always tried to encourage people. Um, and even when I'm like in a sort of bad space or like depressed, like, and I'm not interacting as much, it's always great to open it up, read through, see what people are up to, and then see the really fucking sexy pictures that people are putting up. I, I can't, I mean, I think about like, I'm like, Dude, this fucking guy Billy, right? Like, people are doing this because of him and this podcast, right? And it's amazing. And I'm like, and I just get to be adjacent to it, and it's still fucking awesome. Emotionally, I am rock hard right now. I just want everyone <laughs> to know that. <laughs> fucking decolonizing shit and improving my life, Billy Prasida, ladies and gentlemen. I would have sworn I was the colonizer, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man i mean like yeah it's it's pretty cool what's popped up around this thing um my ego sometimes takes a blast when like there are people in the communities who are like i haven't actually listened to the show in months but uh, i'm still excitedly here and i'm like nah, that's fine that's great it's totally fine are you still unsubscribed because i would look <laughs> is the download in okay that's yeah, fine okay it's fine uh there's some good shows up and that's fine okay so it's, it's almost like some of y'all couldn't give two shits about the podcast at some point and you're just like no but you're happy to be in community with each other and i think that's uh it's it's something i really dig about uh you know what what i do is i get to watch y'all kind of you know, for some of y'all, I think one time I had the question of the day in the champagne room was like, what was like your introduction to like being able to talk to sex positive or who were like your first people you could like open up to about kink, non-monogamy, sex at all, queerness, whatever. And like 
so many people said this group. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Like some people yeah. really don't got no one to talk to about this shit, which is sad. And I was lucky that when I was in college, I had friends who were really sort of wild. And, you know, I was probably the most vanilla out of all of them, right? I don't think that's true, but amongst, right? I was more on that side of the than other. And But I was so, the thing with me is I'm so cool with whatever people want to be, right? Like people invite me to everything because it's like, well, I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm going to be like fun. I'm going to talk to people, right? Like that kind of stuff. And so I feel like this is a, a version of that. Like I get to be part of it and, you know, it's just really fun. Well, now you're like super in the canon. Yeah. I mean, yes. You're all yes. motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have ascended. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm really curious about the the non-monogamy with yep. the wife. You down to do a little bonus episode about Absolutely. That? All right, so let's. We're going to talk Patreon people. You're going to hear tomorrow us talk about you know the, the your your marriage, how you met yeah. your wife, how it opened up, and how it's been going since. Yeah. Uh, but for now, you know, is there anything you want to leave people? Nor this is normally where I say uh, plugs, but you're not. This probably yeah. not. I don't have anything to plug. Well, but you can always uh, slide into my DMs at, on the at the Champagne Room, our super free, super fun, super sex positive oh, Discord my server. What? I listened to the podcast. What? People stole Billy's line. What? Um, so yeah, I'm there all the time. Uh, you can actually follow me on. You can follow my uh, nudist Twitter, which is um, at nudechuck. It's pretty easy. I had no idea you had a nudist. Yeah, I think I follow you there too. I think I'm I follow you both. Follow yep. Um, if you want, um, occasionally. Are you posting nudes on there? Sometimes. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, I plan to uh, travel around um, Europe for a month next month and i'm going to be actually at uh, a couple of nudist resorts in croatia so i will be posting about that is the is the croatian nudist scene really popping yeah it's it's one of the best i mean there's whole villages of just naked towns really yeah That's so like, like their major export is like you know peaches and we're known for our nudist yes towns. no actually that this is true um, so this is a pilgrimage Man, for me. We're going to 2023, guys. We're going to Croatia. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to do some advance work, and I'll let you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do that, and so I'll post from that, and I'll probably blur out this tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you want to leave people with before we go? No, I mean, I think I think the bonus episode um, is going to be really listen to that. Give Billy five dollars so you could listen to that. It's going to be totally worth it. Actually, give him. Pay for the whole year so you could hey, hear that. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, I'll just say goodbye to the people. I'll take you all your lives because I listen to the show. Please do. Please the do. podcast. Work for me. I'm going to sit here laying the XLR cord, <laughs> tickle my dick some more. <laughs> no, I will say, I will actually say this. Um, we're talking about the communities and communities are great, but I will just reiterate, I think you are doing really, really great work in the podcast itself. Like the, your choice of guests uh, the conversations you have with them. I always say this, and I know you you sort of like the diversity of people that you have, and not just racial, ethnic diversity, but just age, um, gender, sexuality. It's just really cool to have like your through line with that variety of people and experiences. Um, and I've really been enjoying it lately. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. 
It's the first time I think a man has complimented me that much with my dick out. So. <laughs> that's much well, you know, that's because people are just being... Res- more people probably would do it if you let them. If you... I mean, I'm not... You know, listen. Take it from me. Dudes, there's always a dude who will blow you. I, yeah. I'm Maybe aware. that's what I'm going to leave the folks with. As I give myself a cord job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should I just give the show to Chuck? You know, what do you think he's better than me at this? I think he's pretty damn good. That was a fun guest. I it was it was fun hanging out with our cocks out, talking again all raw about man horcon stories. Oh my. Well, we're talking even more in his bonus episode. Quite a lengthy, girthy, big, bald bonus episode, if I may say so myself. We went in depth about his marriage and how that how they met how it flourished, and why they eventually opened up and how they make it work for them. Uh, Really valuable stuff if that's something you've been contemplating in in your relationship. And you can gain access to that bonus episode as well as over 200 bonus episodes exclusively on Patreon. And you can gain access to those bonus episodes as well as access to tonight's Listen watch party thing look it's it's a it's a camera optional clothing optional hangout on discord for fan whores only gain access to oh so much more support the pod you love at patreon.com slash man podcast that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash man podcast uh join us in the champagne room whether you're coming in for the for the listen party or not we're just at about 500 like-minded, slut-positive listeners, join us in there, make some new friends at manwarpod.com slash discord. Uh, one more time, folks, I would love uh, to get your breakup stories. I want to hear your tales of misery, woe, or give me a real a hot, slutty tale of, uh, of getting dumped and sliding right underneath somebody else to forget about it. Come on, give it to me. Send me those emails at manwarpod at gmail.com. My birthday's Sunday, and you know, between now and then, gosh, it would be the best gift in the world if I could see a ton of people. I'm thinking like, I don't know, for 33, could I see 333 different people share the Man Whore podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Vimeo, helping me grow this podcast is the best gift you could give me, and it costs you nothing. If you want to make my birthday a very special day, become one of the 333. I hope everyone's out there this weekend making semi-emotionally responsible decisions. Happy Pride, everybody. You got your month. It's that one month that your bank puts up a rainbow flag. Isn't that exciting? Stay safe out there. Have a whole lot of slutty fun for me. I'll be over here in Bushwick doing a puzzle alone in my room while I heal. (laughs) Stay slutty. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. <laughs>